are back on another episode of City of Champions podcast. Thanks for tuning in week after week, guys. I really appreciate the support as always. This week, we've got former NHLer and Edmonton Oiler, Sean Brown. Sean and I discuss uh, his growing up in the hockey world in Ontario, what it was like getting drafted and subsequently traded by his childhood team, which luckily brought him to Edmonton, where he set up a life for himself. Talk about fighting in hockey, playing in Europe, life after pro of hockey, and what it's all about. At the end of the day, happy wife, happy life. So without further ado, please enjoy my chat with Sean Brown. Um, I think at the end of the day, like talking about teaching your kids, the most important thing is teach them to not be afraid to fail, right? Yeah. Like the yeah. last thing you'd want is someone to not try anything in their life just because they're afraid to not be good at it. Absolutely. How are you going to know what you're good at unless yeah. you yeah. first figure out what you're not good at? Yep. Yeah. And so, you know, I think sports is such a good learning tool for life skills for that. And, you know, my son's a big, I, I coach him in minor hockey. He's involved in it. He loves hockey. And I think in, in learning from my mistakes, you know, growing up, um, you know, you have this image of a, an NHL hockey player and it's like they never make a mistake and they're perfect. They skate so well, they shoot so well um, and everything they do and that's how they got to such a high level. And obviously me getting there, I was like, holy jump em, I am far from being perfect yeah. in, in all areas <laughs> of my game. And and it was interesting, you know, when, you, when I have a son who, you know, is uh, competitive and hard on himself and, and wants to get better, uh, and that's the biggest thing that I try to get across to him is like, you know, listen, like Sidney Crosby, Connor McDavid, the best players in the game struggle at different times. Mm-hmm. You know, it's good to see them on TSN and, and their highlights and, and to see, you know, when things are going really well, but also understand that they do make mistakes and they're not perfect, but it's what they do after their mistakes, right? Are they feeling sorry? And try to point out, you know, those different learning or teaching moments, Mm -hmm. you know, so that, you know, he understands that, you know, you can go, you know, through a sport, but you can go through life, uh, you know, making some mistakes and it doesn't mean that it's, it's, it's a bad thing. It's just learning from them and it builds, you know, makes you better, makes you stronger um, for it. So, right. And understanding too, that the mistakes that those guys make just happen to be in practice in like a private quote unquote setting, right? Yeah. Those guys make a thousand mistakes before they get that movement right or that, or that execution, right? Exactly. And that's the important thing is to learn how not to do it. And then you're able to do it. Right. Yeah. It's called imposter syndrome too. I think where you're, you get to a level where you're like, why am I here? And cause you've idolized that level for so long and you're like, well, you must be perfect at this or that or the other thing. And you don't realize that it's just incremental gains always get you to your goal yeah and you know having you know played in the nhl and and it's you know you are you are in your driveway or playing mini sticks at one point pretending you are uh wendell clark or ray bork or whatever superstar it is you look up to and then and then next thing you know you're on the same ice with them and you have to put that aside right you're no longer the fan and you have to have you know a level of confidence and ability to be like i deserve to be here with you I'm no longer I'm still a fan mm-hmm. but I, I I can be on the ice and I can make plays and I can push you too yeah and that transition you know in that maturity uh, you know uh, it takes a while for some guys right and and that's why I think you know the game has changed a lot since I played and, and I haven't been out that long but you know you have now people in organizations that are in specific roles and you know in development Mm -hmm. um to help these kids right because a lot of the things 
or situations on and off the ice, you know, you kind of learn and, you know, trial by error kind of, you know, you learn from your mistakes where, you know, today's game, a lot of it, uh, there's so many eyes on you um, that they almost have your game broken down and you're like a spoke mm -hmm. in a tire. Yeah. And it's like, listen, this is how you're going to help our organization. These are the things you're going to do. This is what you're good at. And if you can do this, you're going to play on this team. And we'll get, you know, if you're a defensive defenseman, you know, you you play to your strengths here and we'll find another offensive guy here right and you're just kind of slotted in in some ways i want to i want to keep going in that vein but i also want to ask you did you have that aha moment where you're like kind of had to give your head a shake and you're like these are my idols but now they're my opposition oh, like, yeah. did you did you get walked at some point or you know what anything just, stick yeah out? for me it was you know i remember going to my you know drafted by boston mm -hmm. growing up in oshawa and, you know, everyone was uh, a big Boston Bruins fan because the Generals were affiliated back in the day with Bobby Orr and all that stuff. So, right. um, you know, going to Boston's camp and seeing Harry Sinden, Ray Bork, Cam Neely, um, guys that I grew up, uh, you know, watching and idolizing and, and being on the ice, uh, I, you know, I, I was such a fan and still such a fan. Um, you know, a couple funny stories was, you know, is as excited as I was to get on the ice with them, I was equally as excited to go across the street to the sports store that sold eight by tens of these guys and buy them no way. and come back <laughs> and ask these guys for autographs. And I remember them looking at me like, you know, wow, this is who let the fan in. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, no, yeah. no, my stall's over there. Yeah, and so, you know, I'm asking for autographs and I'm collecting sticks and, and different things that I still have you know in my collection today mm -hmm. and uh, and I remember Adam Oates you know saying hey you know what you know like relax man you're, you're probably you're gonna play here one day give it a rest give yeah. it a, you know what I mean like and uh, you know I was just in such awe and so excited mm -hmm. to be on the ice with them and so happy to you know collect an autograph and and to be able to you know sit next to them and share those moments mm -hmm. you know like i said I, I i have the stuff on my wall today and and look at it quite often and and really throughout my career i was probably not in a bad way but everyone knew i collected autographs yeah right and it was so you all, did that throughout your career my whole career everyone was like <laughs> you know like everyone was like oh well who's this it became a joke yeah you know who's this for where's this going who are you selling it yeah. to and uh you know, I wasn't selling it. I, I just it really enjoyed collecting it, and I have it today. Uh, I have it on my wall, and it's and it's really nice now that I have a twelve year old son that's a fan. Mm -hmm. And and you know, I used to keep it kind of tucked away, and 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 I was kind of like, for what? Like you know, let him play with it, let him yeah. enjoy it, and and this is what it's about. So you know, and and it's funny the guys that I played with, you know, that were kind of you know giving me the gears a little bit when your career's over, it's obviously not as easy to, to have access to this stuff. And, right. and guys were like, you know, Jesus, I wish I grabbed this or grabbed that. And I'm like, you bugger, you're the one that was giving me the gears and now you're asking me for certain items and stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, like I said, I, you know, even today I, I'm still a big fan. Um, you know, I don't collect as much because I quickly realize that you can only have so many jerseys and sticks and there's only so much wall space exactly. to begin with, right? Yeah. But it's cool to look back. Well, I think that's a really interesting um, dynamic and a lot of people struggle with that. The dichotomy of being your true authentic self, like you're just excited to be there and happy to get autographs, but also sometimes they say, 
act like you've been there before yeah. and go in with the confidence. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, who's to say which way is right? Yeah. You know, at the end yeah. of the day, you're happy with the way you did things. So yeah. I guess no matter what, if you're if you're the stern sort of silent type, go that route. But yeah. uh, but if not, uh, just be like you. And I, I go. Would, yeah, I would take it back for a second. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I was respectful. Like I said, I mean, it's not like. I, I, there was no way I was selling any of this stuff. There, yeah. It was only because I was a fan of them, mm-hmm. um, you know. And, and like I said, you got to be kind of true to who you are, mm-hmm. you know. At the end of the day, you know, I was able to put it aside when I went on the ice. But yeah, um, yeah. So that must have been tough then, getting traded from Boston before playing for them, because um, you grew up idolizing yeah. them. But mind you, you did get traded for a Conn Smythe winning goalie, so yeah. that's that's something. Right? Yeah, I mean, it was different. I mean, you're. Ex- I was just excited to be drafted and to be, you know, to have an opportunity to even play in the NHL, right? Mm-hmm. It was nice going to your first camp and it was, you know, I had lots of great experiences, um, but there was really no real attachment to to anything. Um, it was just a training camp. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you get traded, you know, you're obviously back in junior and, um, you know, it's just, just another opportunity to play with another amazing organization you know with the history of what the Oilers were were going through and and then to be traded like you said against well to be traded and be on the news and um and, and you know to be in in a deal with Bill Ramford yeah um you know well, you can always say for the rest of your life I got traded for Conn Smythe winning Bill Ramford <laughs> you don't have to mention the other guys of the draft pick right? exactly yeah exactly so um you know it was nice it was uh you know another opportunity to go to an organization that uh you know, I wasn't all that familiar with, mm-hmm. um, but had, you know, was rich in history with all the success that they had. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that was another, hey, I get to collect more autographs. There you go. I got a whole new, <laughs> no, whole new conference to work with. So what what guys did you gravitate towards right away when you got to Edmonton? Sort of what was, what was the first uh, initial experience there like? Um, it was good. My first, you know, my, my first Oilers camp was different than than my first Bruins camp because I learned from I learned you learn from your first experience right and you're in awe I said you know you're kind of looking around and it's new and exciting and there's really not you know a lot of you know there I guess there are expectations but there wasn't I didn't feel any uh, on me I just went out and played and, and and did well you know but then obviously you go back to junior you're working on your game and working out uh, throughout the summer and then you start thinking you know jesus like i you know i want to be a pro i want to play there right right so then there's a different uh, you got some experience of what to expect in camp um so that camp actually didn't go as well you know as as the camp uh, went in boston just because i think i probably start thinking a little too much right but um like i said it wasn't uh, it was just because i really really wanted to make it and and do very well um but the guys there at camp you know it uh you know you know when you play the game obviously you know you get guys from all the different major junior leagues and stuff so it, it's pretty easy to you know make friends with guys that you have played against within your own junior you know i grew up in the ohl playing junior so um you know Boyd Deverell and um, got to know actually Brad Symes. We wind up rooming together. We became really good friends. Um, so you know, it, uh, it it's never hard for hockey players. Really, you know, you're so used to moving around and meeting new guys. It's never there was never any issues of ever going anywhere and not mm-hmm. finding someone you can gravitate to and work with. Right now, you fought a lot in the NHL. I think I counted sixty three. 
professional fights. Uh, did you fight in junior? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know what? I fought in junior. Um, you know, junior is a little bit different because you start off, you know, you're trying to make, you're trying to make it mm -hmm. and you fight a little bit more because, you know, I don't think my skill was necessarily there. So, you know, my toughness and my ability to, to, you know, willingness to fight kind of kept me you know in the lineup or you know i was able to hang, hang around a little longer mm -hmm. uh, until my skill got caught up and and then as you you know uh, the better you do the more space uh you start to get in junior mm -hmm. um you know and then by the time you know i finished up my junior career i don't think i was fighting nearly as much i had more ice time more points understood the game uh and all that good stuff but you know when you get drafted you know, or you move up to the next level, you're really starting back at zero. Right. You know, you got to prove yourself again. And, you know, I guess the biggest thing in pro hockey is, it, you know, unless you're exceptional, like a Probert and some of the real true heavyweights, you know, those guys, you know, will always continue to get uh, space and respect. You know, for guys like myself, you're always kind of, you know, you have to, every year you're scratching and calling to stay, you know, into the next game and, right. and, and try to make a career of it. Um, and then you sort of you went back and forth from the <clears throat> AHL and NHL for your for your next two years, right? Mm -hmm. And then when you really made the Oilers, and then I think you were like in the NHL for six years straight, pretty much. Did you know at that point that you had made it, or was it a constant like I could get sent down any day? Like how did that affect you? Yeah, it's it's yeah. I often wonder. You know, you look at guys that you know played twenty years and. And I'm like, there's no way they looked at the game, you know, the same way I did, you know, right from the beginning, right from the beginning to the end, you know, you, you just never felt, or I never felt comfortable, right? You're always, you know, having to make sure that you're prepared and working hard and your practice habits and game habits. And you, you just didn't want to, you're always looking over your shoulder. You didn't want to slip. You didn't want to lose your job, mm -hmm. um, you know, and that was kind of, that was my approach. Um, so I, I definitely obviously enjoyed you know my my time in the NHL uh, you know but it was it wasn't easy there was you know it was there's some stress involved right mm -hmm. trying to make sure that you're staying on top of your game and, and like I said I, I, I would that would be a question I would like to and I guess why I asked that or wonder that is because I finished off over in Europe yeah and so when I finished off and, and playing over there, obviously, you know, the, the level of play wasn't near, you know, the NHL's at the top mm -hmm. and everything else, uh, you know, isn't quite the same. So being, you know, being in that league, I just, you know, I was able to enjoy it more. I knew I was playing every day. I knew I could perform every day. And so my outlook on life was even different. Like I just, you'd see the leaves change. You would see life going on around you. Right. Right. So... You know, and I remember thinking, "Wow, like what a what a great experience it is over here uh, to take in the culture, the hockey, everything." But a part of it is because you know I can deliver on the expectations of what they're looking for me to do, right? Which is making me just enjoy everything. Mm -hmm. Well, there's there's stress by itself isn't necessarily a bad thing, right? No, and there's two reactions to stress: there's distress and you stress. Mm -hmm. You stress is when people come on distress obviously is when you get when it affects you when you get that fear in your brain and it makes you freeze and yep. you can't think or process something that you normally would be able to do. Yeah. Whereas you stress is when you get into hyper focus and when you're like, okay, the stakes are high and I'm going to perform, right? Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it, it, I think it's good to always be kind of pushed, but like you said, 
super comfortable at the end and yeah. you just like, you know, did you find that's where sort of development kind of stalled and you just kind of fell into the groove there? No, I mean, I, I, I know where you're getting because, yeah, I mean, you, that's the thing about the NHL mm -hmm. is they, you don't, they don't, uh, you know, you don't want or they don't want you to be comfortable, right? Mm -hmm. And you shouldn't be because it's a competitive and that's, that's the top league. And, you know, I, my routine, I guess, was a lot more dialed in. I knew and didn't want to get away from a certain routine that I did that gave me an opportunity to perform or be at my best, mm -hmm. right? Um, and, and like I said, I'm not saying it was a great thing. It, you learn a lot about yourself and discipline and everything, um, you know. But, you know, when I did go to Europe, you know, my game, you know, I did perform and I did do very well, but it obviously wasn't, the players were not that level too, right? right. You have extra time to make plays. Mm -hmm. The ice is obviously bigger too, which also... Which yeah. also helps guys. Did you fight over there? No, it wasn't. There wasn't any fighting. No fighting. I think I maybe got one or two fights. Do you think that played in a part in being a little more comfortable and relaxed, knowing that you didn't have to? Or how did you even look at fighting when you played? Like, was it pleasurable or was it part of the job? Or because everyone, have you seen Ice Guardian? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's those guys are scary that like it. Yeah, you know, I I wouldn't <laughs> say. I mean. Did I like it? I enjoy. It. I mean, obviously, you enjoy. It. Like, I enjoy, enjoy winning. I, yeah, yeah. I enjoy fighting. Uh, I, you know, you always enjoy winning. Mm -hmm. uh, losing is never good. There's obviously, you know, you there's time. You know, you're not picking and choosing either, mm -hmm. which doesn't make it easy, right? I mean, you're playing, and sometimes, you know, you might not be in it, or you might not feel like it, and you have to. It, it becomes your job, and you kind of have to. You have to do it, you know, to. You know that's your that's how you help the team and mm -hmm. that's what you can do and so um, you know to say to say I loved it absolutely not mm -hmm. to say I enjoyed it I definitely enjoyed it what I did I ever want it to be that's all you can do mm -hmm. definitely not no. like I wanted to be a player that could you know play mm -hmm. you know that could play in different situations you know block shots and and be more of an impact and all areas of the game yeah. plus take care of himself yeah. and his teammates too yeah. that was the perfect world yeah. right and so when i went over to europe yeah i mean fighting wasn't uh you know it, it was not a part of their game i did get in a couple it, you know it, intimidation and uh the physical part of hockey will always be you know i think a part of it mm -hmm. and um but it you know it definitely was there wasn't as many people that were willing and looking to knock on the door either. Right. Which was nice too, right? Yeah. So you could focus in on other areas of your game. Yeah. Do you think that the NHL ever goes the way of getting rid of fighting? I mean, players, you know, it's obvious that even the skilled players appreciate getting, you know, stuck up for. Yeah. Um, and if, you know, lots of them have gone on the record and say, you know, when I've got you know, McGratton or McIntyre, so-and-so on the yeah. ice, yeah. I feel a foot taller. Because, oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. So do you think they ever go the way of getting rid of it? I don't, I don't, uh, gee, that's a tough one. I, I don't know if you, I, I wouldn't like to see them get rid of it completely. I just think it's changing, right? You brought up McIntyre and um, uh, McGratton, uh, and there's certain players that when we played, um, you know, they just, it, it, the game has changed, right? Mm -hmm. It's that one-dimensional player 
um, pretty much doesn't exist in the NHL yeah. now, you know. But what I and I and I love the game and the new direction it's going. I mean, the the new tough guy or the fighter is just a different type of player. Yeah. He can play. You got the luch or the nurse. Yeah, right? they can make plays and they can add. You know, they're not so one dimensional like we talked about. So um, I think it will always be a part of the game. I think it has its way. That's what makes the game so great mm-hmm. is that these skilled guys are willing to just you know. Uh, you know, be hit, put themselves put themselves in the position to to, to get hit, um, to hit others. Uh, you know, it has to be a tough game. Otherwise, it just becomes you know somewhat of a glorified, skilled men's league game. Soccer, soccer. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but that you know, like those you know the the McDavid's and and you know they're <clears throat> tough players in a different way. Yeah, right. They'll always you know they're not scared to get that pass. Mm-hmm. You know, going hundred miles an hour through the middle of the ice, knowing that. You know, Luch or Nurse or you know, uh, Fanuf or some big defenseman yeah. there is ready to to crush yeah. them if they can. Yeah. Like that, that's tough too. And it's the accountability too to keep people in line for not doing the dirty stuff. Yeah, right? like playing. Yeah, you play. I played over in Europe and the mm-hmm. stick work and yeah. and certain guys doing certain things. I was just like, wow. If I could fight, this wouldn't happen. This would right? not happen. Yeah. But the rules are saving you from this, mm-hmm. right? And so I've seen both sides. Um, but I, I definitely. I think it should stay in. I think they're finding ways to, you know, kind of control it, mm-hmm. um, which which isn't all that bad either. Um, and but I like the new way of the way guy, you know, the premeditated. You know, no one's just coming off a bench and just fighting just yeah. to fight, right? And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Mm-hmm. So two years in Germany and then three in Austria, right? Mm-hmm. So what were your impressions playing over there? Not of the game, but of living in Europe. Like, yeah, was it phenomenal? Was it different than Edmonton? Yeah. It was. Uh, it was like the best experience of my life. Yeah. But and I think that it was because of what I did here, mm-hmm. right? I was lucky enough to live out my dream of playing in the NHL, and I never. And, and you know I didn't I don't think many kids ever think wow you know hey I want to play over in Europe mm-hmm. you know NHL is where you want to play and that's your dream and I was lucky enough to you know there's other things I would have liked to fulfilled in my NHL career that I just couldn't do didn't mm-hmm. do um, but it was a nice way to extend my career and to to be able that the timing of everything of us going over there couldn't have been better yeah my kids were young they weren't in school you know, it didn't really matter where we played. I didn't have to have an international school or certain right. needs, mm-hmm. right? My wife was very open and willing to go and accept, you know, the change, and, and that's key too. Yeah. So, um, you know, when we went, it was just, I can't say enough about it. Like, it was, it was hard at the beginning because there was so much structure in the NHL and it was so professional. And when you go there, it's not. Mm-hmm. And you're so used to so much structure yeah. that it was hard. And I was like, man, why don't they do this? You know, they should do this. They should do. Th-. And then once I understood that it was like, this isn't the NHL. Yeah. This is a different experience. Mm-hmm. And look at it as that and embrace the fact that they do do things different. You will enjoy it more. And once I changed my mindset and attitude towards it, it was it was just great. You just let it go, and, and the sort of European lifestyle permeates into the sports culture there too. Right? Yeah, like take the fact that you know there isn't as much structure, and they're looser on certain things, and they do certain things a different way. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Yeah. It works for them in that league. Yeah, and embrace it. And and like I said, when I did that, it made everything that much more enjoyable. And you know, 
it's it's different, right? Because you have to be open to to a different culture and, and how they do things. And, yeah. and like I said, you're not going to go down the street and see Subway or Joey Tomatoes or Earl's <laughs> or whatever. And you yeah. have to be willing to go into restaurants and try new food and look at a menu with no English and no nothing. Thing, yeah. And and we loved it. My wife loved it. We loved it. Uh, you know, and right through to the end, as as my kids got older. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a dream come true when we finished up in Austria. My son went to, we put him in a private school. He didn't have to, Mm -hmm. but we put, we we tried to really get uh, involved in the community because we knew if we did that, we would meet more people and the experience wouldn't only be good for me, it would be good for my whole family. And so it created a real life for my, our life really never changed Mm -hmm. from over here to over there because we got involved and got to meet people within the community Mm -hmm. and so when my son had a play date and had some friends over and started speaking german i was just like wow i i can i can leave right now yeah that's wild this is this is the best thing and you know he has lost it now because when we came back there wasn't a german school or there was we live in Sherwood park and there wasn't one in Sherwood park right uh or there was one but he was further ahead in his development so he would have to go to edmonton or something so my wife looked into it, but um, so he had since lost it. But still, that experience I'm sure opened his mind. Oh yeah, absolutely. And ours in, in so many ways. Well, it sets a precedent too, right? Like he's yeah. no longer only going to look at the world through North American eyes. He's yeah. got that little bit of European perspective. Yeah, I was doing a little research on that Austrian te- team, Klagenfurt. Klagenfurt, yeah. Klagenfurt. Yeah. Yeah. They were established in 1909. Yeah, it's one of the oldest. Uh, uh, franchises over there. Yeah, and it's older than the NHL. Yeah, it is. And in the, you know what? It, you deal with a lot of pressure, and fans are very involved and aware of what the Oilers and the NHL, what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really, it was really like that over there. Like they loved their hockey. It was a small community, similar to Sherwood Park, like eighty thousand people. Mm-hmm. Um, they were always, they had, I think they were the winningest organization. Yeah. Um, so there was a lot of expectations to win. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I guess I got somewhat lucky when we, when I went there, um, you know, we had a really talented team mm-hmm. that, uh, that they had put together. So we did win. And when you win at any sport, it obviously makes oh, it, right? yeah. <laughs> it yeah, makes it course. more fun. So the fact that we won a lot of games, we wind up winning a championship my first year. We lost out in game seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just made our whole experience that much better because, you know, uh, I was there at a time and I've heard stories when they didn't have success, it doesn't go that well. Yeah. You know, fan wise, you know, obviously coaches get upset, management, you know, and being a European or being a, a North American when you're brought in there, there's, there's expectations. You right. have to, you know, you have to perform and if the team wins, you know, everybody wins, but you look good. But when you don't win, it's not necessarily the European guys that are taking the heat. There's, yeah. it's the North American. Guys. You're looked at as the leaders, the guy who's been in the NHL. Yeah. the heat's on you, kind of thing. Yeah. Why aren't you getting us to glory? Exactly. Right. So I never got, to, you know, in all the teams I worked with, we or I'd been with, we we had won. We didn't win championships all the time, but we were competitive and, and did well enough that I never experienced that. But I've, you know, I've heard the horror stories of it going the other way but you know and it really helped too I had a North American coach over there and I had only North American coaches actually which was interesting you know I've heard you know other stories of having European coaches and the language barrier and and the difference in philosophies and that it, it, it can be tough too but you know I had Manny Viveros who's actually from St. Albert okay uh, and he's 
he had been over there for 20 plus years yeah and uh he actually is just back now with um swift current but um he was just he was great to work with right he understood what it was like for north american guys to come over there and uh you know just like i said those were some of the greatest t- family times of our life does it give you more uh perspective on an appreciation of European players coming to the NHL, especially young guys at 18 or 9, like yeah. Uli RV or you yeah. know, whoever, Drysdale exactly. will come to the junior. Yeah. yeah, because I remember, like, I mean, you're you're young or I was young and, you know, you get Russians and Europeans coming over and, um, you know, organizations do a good job of, you know, helping them adjust and adapt. But, um, you, know, in a, you know, I did my part of trying to be a good teammate and doing whatever I could do, but with not really going through it, to understand it mm-hmm. I really got that because now that's me yeah. over there yeah. and how much I relied on them mm-hmm. and um, some of the nicest people you know I've ever met are over there still and you know I'm hoping to you know it's hard because life gets busy everyone's got kids and different things going on mm-hmm. and I'm hoping that you know the friendships and relationships that we have I would like you know to eventually be able to send my kids or have them send their kids over it's just so important I think for kids to be able to experience Europe yeah you know it opens up if you if, even if you could just do it once mm-hmm. you know it just opens up your eyes and and so um, you know we made some really good relationships uh, and I'm hoping that's something that we can do for both parties so how come you came back after three years in Austria, you just decided I'm done with this? Or? Well, because back to the point where it was just good timing when I went over there, mm-hmm. right? There was no pressure with school. We didn't have to worry about where we played, what type of schooling was there, was, you know, was there international schools and, and so on. So, you know, it gets a little trickier when your kids are in school. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's a great lifestyle. The money, the opportunities are great, but you are a long way from home. Right. So, you know, my wife, we had talked about it earlier, you know, in saying like, listen, you know, when the kids are ready for grade one, we should, you know, you should probably think about being done. Right. (laughs) (laughs) You should probably quit playing professional hockey. (laughs) You know, so I'm like, holy Jesus. So Yes, ma'am. Yeah. So, you know, we we taught and our kids adjusted and everything was good. Um, Did they want to come back, the kids? Or were they like, why are we leaving? No, I mean, they were in this awesome place. Yeah, they were, I mean, we had a good life, like I said. I mean, it was good good here and good over there. How is it that you came back to Edmonton? Because you didn't finish your NHL career here. You finished with New Jersey, right? Yeah, so, yeah, my wife's from Drayton Valley. Gotcha. And so uh, I met her just before I got traded. And, uh, you know, I just, I really liked Edmonton, obviously. It's a great it's a great place. Mm-hmm. Sure, Park's a great place to raise a family. You know, it's so nice coming back here because it's, it's funny. You go to a hockey game or just you go anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like a small town. You just know people yeah. everywhere you go. It's so smallest big city. Or? Smallest big city. Yeah. It's just funny that way, and it's you know it's nice to to have that feel. Mm-hmm. Um, so so yeah, we I met her and uh, we moved away, but we always kept the house here. Yeah. And so when we just, when we had the family, uh, you know, it was either you know be around my family or be around my wife's family. Right. And uh, wife, happy wife, happy. There wife. you go. Obviously, they're gonna win that battle. Right? <laughs> so you know, but I didn't have, like I said, I didn't have a problem coming back here. I yeah. really like it, but you know, um, 
so yeah we just uh now out on an acreage and you know here we are and yeah we stay so what's keeping you busy nowadays you've got a couple different things on the go yeah so when i was done hockey i got into the oil industry um had a few phone calls and didn't know much about it mm-hmm. and that's when the oil industry was doing very it's well booming yeah booming yeah. and it was an eye-opener and and uh Man, I was so excited about the opportunity because, you know, it was in sales, um, but it was, it was, my job was downtown Calgary, but there were so many hockey guys. So it was, it was just like being back in the dress room. Right. Right. And hockey guys want to work together. Right. So and, like old players? Yeah. You mean? Like oh, okay. Old alumni. Yeah. yeah. So um, guys that I hadn't seen in a while that I lost track of, of what they were doing and stuff were were you know in the industry right and so everyone was kind of selling something a little bit different and everyone was so willing to help out and it was all you know it was such a network and who you know type of business Mm -hmm. that uh you know you go down there and and like i said we just kind of helped each other with leads or opportunities and and i really enjoyed it but it was in calgary yeah and so Enemy territory a lot of driving yeah <laughs> so my wife was, oh the wife was here yeah and gotcha. so okay. you know you're driving back and forth yeah. and that drive gets old man does it ever quick yeah Oof. and so uh i uh my wife's like you know what why don't you uh why don't you quit your job and uh second time she's told me <laughs> just running my life <laughs> why don't you quit again yeah, and yeah. let's try again yeah, yeah. <laughs> so 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 yeah i so then i i had ran a, a skate for a friend and uh they liked it mm-hmm. and um it was natural yeah i enjoyed it yeah back on the ice back on the yeah. ice yeah and one thing led to another and like and, and then like i said my wife's like well you know what why don't we try getting some ice and yeah. and you know you won't make as much money but you'll be around more and we can kind of control the schedule blah 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 and my son was just starting to play hockey too so so yeah i wind up you know letting that job go and, and getting into this little you know hockey development ice times and mm-hmm. one camp led to another camp to another camp and work really hard at getting uh, or doing a good job and getting more ice mm-hmm. and then next thing you know we have a little business did it start as breakout hockey it started as breakout hockey yeah. but it just started really small yeah and we were in the community and um, I, it's just funny how it just yeah. grew, grew, grew. Well, it grew because it was good, not because you were trying to make it this massive thing, right? Like it yeah, was organic we growth. Exa- yeah, and that's what was, you know, we weren't, I never had a, never thought it would get to where it was today. Mm-hmm. And, and it got, you know, thank God for my wife for ma- helping me yeah. manage it and, and see there was opportunities. And, um, you know, and it was an easy thing to do because it was hockey and what you know. And the fact that my son, uh, is involved and loves hockey yeah it just all kind of came together right and um and then you know so so from that then the academy started coming in Mm -hmm. and uh, and i was lucky enough to meet andy oaks who actually runs the program in penticton and super guy love their program and what it's about and uh so then i started working at the academy at the glenora club Mm -hmm. and uh you know have great people that are involved uh really good kids and so it kind of that too fits within you know the fact that our kids are at school not a whole lot going on during the day right and i'm back when they're they're i'm back when they're done school so mm-hmm. very i just feel very lucky to have to still you know it's not at a 
glamorous high level of junior or NHL, mm-hmm. you know, but, you know, for us and my family, what works best is family time yeah. and having the ability to do, you know, stuff together. Mm-hmm. Do you find that it allows you to escape from that uh, sort of the, the, it's almost, you said it's not like the glamorous NHL or whatever, but it, it probably feels more real. It's probably, you know, more people who are there for the love of the game. They're not there, you know, trying to outshine anyone. They're all trying to improve and, and just be themselves. There, I mean, there's no denying that the NHL and high level, like it is great. Cause I mean, I got involved when I was away for a while, mm-hmm. I got involved with the uh, oil Kings. Yeah. Right, so now you're back in the rink and around some familiar. Like, there's no hockey's a magnet. Yeah, I don't even know how to describe it. Yeah, right. It's just a, a magnet that sucks you in because you love it, and we're all so passionate, and it's the energy is great. Yeah, well, it's been such a big part of your life. Too, yeah, right. Like, yeah. How, how do you all of a sudden cut that out? Yeah, yeah. And I don't want to cut it out. Mm-hmm. Like, I do love it. I love the magnet. It is fun. It is, you know. Uh, there is a lot of passion with it but it is you know a really really big commitment the game has changed so much coaching uh in that side of it that you know it's kind of you know you get out of it playing as a player and then you see that side Mm -hmm. and it's like woo you know do you want to go down this road and it's far less you have far less control than you did as a player right Right, and and now you're now you now you're back in the same stage where you were to be in like you know what it'd be nice to raise your family in one house and mm-hmm. and and for them to have kind of this a routine and not be dragging them around. Yeah. Right. So those questions and you know that's why you know low levels minor hockey and this the younger development mm-hmm. you know suits and fits where I'm at right now. Yeah. Sorry. Oh no, no, go ahead. No, so I you know, does it something you want I want to do forever? Mm-hmm. Probably not. Right. But my son, like I said, I mean it's a lot easier when your son is in it. Yeah. You build your career yeah. around what your where your son's at it is career. Yeah. You'll, you'll get back up to that level eventually probably, right? <laughs> but I mean and, and that's the level where it's really about the love of the game, right? Yeah. Like it's that's yeah. that's where hockey grows and it's 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 a it's a reverse funnel yeah. upwards right yeah. like you yeah. start with a lot of kids at a younger age and, yeah. and they sort of the, the herd thins out as you get older yeah. but at that level that's that's where you know you're not worried about you know you want to win but you're not like killing yourself to, yeah. to win the game and you know not diminishing kids ice time because yeah. they're they're not playing well or, yeah. or you're coaching to develop not coaching yeah. to win right and i just i really like you know, I, I remember being the young kid and seeing other pro athletes that I looked up to, right? And some of them were really good and some of them, you know, were quite quiet. Mm-hmm. And I was always like, man, if I ever was in a situation to give and, and pass on some knowledge, mm-hmm. you know, I would look at doing it this way and, and I would love to be able to be in that opportunity. So I remember what it's like and and you can pass on a lot of good information and you can really help develop these kids through a sport but through life too mm-hmm. there's so many life skills and opportunities they can get because they love the game and so i really enjoy working you know with the kids and pointing out not only things they can do on the ice but how this could help them off the ice right because it's not about being the best player it's no. about being the best person it, yeah that's and, a new zealand all black philosophy exactly and this oha program is exactly what that's about and mm-hmm. i really I really 
bought into it because I didn't really, you know, I wasn't, when I first met Andy, um, I didn't know much about it. Mm -hmm. And I really realized that, you know, not only are they trying to develop young hockey players, but they're trying to develop young men. And they really stand behind that. And I think that's really cool and what sets this program apart from others. Right. So what's your favorite part of every week? What's your favorite thing that happens? What excites you most about this this work? Uh, about this work? I don't know. I just... I'm always excited. I'm, uh, I love getting up early. I love... The, I love the start of every day. I don't. I'm a. I'm an early bird. Yeah. Because I just I like to get my sleep, but I also look forward every morning mm-hmm. to the next day and how exciting it's going to be and yeah. what challenges. So you're an optimist. Well, you never oh, know what's going to happen. I, just, I love it. I don't yeah. like. I just. I love. I love waking up at six in the morning yeah. and just a coffee and mm-hmm. what do we got going? Yeah. Do you it, think that's the competitive side of you? You're like I'm up before everyone else. I'm ready to go. Um, I don't know if it's competitive. It's, I, I, I've never, I'm, I'm not sure. I just, I really, I really enjoy, you know, having a good day, mm-hmm. you know, winding down at night mm-hmm. and being like, man, I can't wait to do this again yeah. tomorrow. And that's what life's all about. Yeah. You got it. So where, where do you go from here? Do you, um, if you could fast forward your life five years. What is that? What is your what does perfect it look like? Way, look like or feel like right well, now? Well, I mean, I love. I, I'd like to stay involved in hockey. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm trying to do. You know, some things. You know, whether it's a little bit of scouting. Um, you know, a lot of it's networking too, and I have some relationships and friends that I've played with in the past that are that are you know at the NHL higher levels. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I would love to get into scouting or some development in some way. Uh, you know, in hockey. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, I mean, having said that, it's never easy too, because there's a million Sean Browns, right? So, um, it's not, You're it's the only one I know of. <laughs> the only one on this podcast. <laughs> there's a million hockey players that are looking to do the same thing. Yeah. And, uh, so I would, I would love to be able to, to stay in the game. Mm-hmm. I love working with kids helping them achieve and, and achieve their goals because I, I just I remember like yesterday mm-hmm. um, what I went through and, and how I looked at you know trying to get there and looked at professional athletes and I would just you know I want every kid to have the same opportunities that I have right. and I want them to have the same life that I yeah. like hockey has given me everything and I'm so thankful for what I have and I would really love all kids to have the same life that I have today so um if I could be involved in hockey uh, forever, that's kind of how I'd like to see it. What would you have done if you hadn't gone into pro hockey? Jeez, I, I don't even know. What was the What was the answer to the grade two or three question? What do you want to be when you grow up? If it well, was my dad hockey? was a fireman, so yeah. you know maybe that would have been something that I would have looked into. Um, I was I was so focused on it. Like it's funny when you grow up and you you know it, the dream was so clear. Yeah to me and I often wonder with my son and certain kids you know like when they dream about it well how you know what is your dream like Mm -hmm. you know is it as clear and precise as mine like I just you know I I could see it and um, you know was lucky enough I mean you need breaks and luck and different things like that too right but 
but you controlled everything as perfectly as you could have. You had the focus, you had the drive, and then everything else just kind of happened to work out. But I you can only so. control your own your own realm, right? I think so, you know, and I think I was willing to do some things that you know, you have to be willing, you know, to say no when, or to say yes when people say no, because yeah. it's not easy. And there's a lot of days where you're just, it's gut check, look at yourself in the mirror, right? But, you know, nothing is, mm-hmm. you know, because you got to be willing to do what the other guys aren't willing to do. Yeah. Um, so what, I, I have no idea what I would have been or tried Who, to do. Yeah, at the end of the day, it doesn't yeah. matter, right? It, uh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like you would have you would have been drawn to hockey one way or another. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Man, you make me want to go back and be a kid getting taught hockey. Like you, <laughs> like you, like I don't. I had some. I had some good coaches throughout the year, but like you, just like you ooze love for the game and 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 charisma. And I really appreciate you coming on and, and chatting with me. I know um, I know your time is valuable and you've got lots on the go with the big family, but it's just been a really pleasure, pleasurable experience to have you here. I appreciate you having me on. I, uh, yeah, I, uh, I enjoyed this. And if, uh, if I can help you down the road or anything I can do, I, I really appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, so breakout hockey and where else do you want to direct people to see what you guys have going on? That's about it. That's about it? Yeah, breakouthockey.ca. Um, you know, we, we try our best at what we do. Um, you know, it. Uh, my wife and I are very passionate about it. Um, yeah, so um, hopefully maybe uh, you'll get, some of your listeners will give her a try. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know how many have kids yet or not. I don't have the advanced statistics, but we'll okay. figure it out. Is All it right. off now? No, not oh, yet. <laughs> We're going to say goodbye now. All right. Yeah. See you, Sean. Thank you. See you. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that as much as I did. Uh, The incredibly humble and personable Sean Brown. If you know of any younger kids uh, looking to develop in hockey, Sean runs a great program, breakouthockey.ca. And you can also find him on Instagram at breakouthockey. Take care, guys.